welcome to Should I Just Quit My Job? Minnesota edition. I'm your host, Maricela Herrera. This is the second minisode? God, I can never pronounce that word. The second minisode I'm doing. Uh, to tell you a little bit about what I've been up to. So if if you've listened to this podcast, and if you're listening to this, you probably have. Um, so first off, thank you for listening and for following along while I'm on this journey. Thank you so, so, so much. It really means a lot that you're here. I continue to do interviews and to release an episode each week with basically stories about reinvention. And it's been super helpful, honestly, for me to, to, to have these conversations and to learn about what other people have done, how they've questioned their decisions or their roles in life, in their families, in their groups, in their teams, in their companies, and how either little by little or all of a sudden, they've gotten in touch with a certain part of themselves that was like, oh, this is your path. Some of them didn't even realize it until they were looking at it hindsight. Others, like my friend Tina, who became an MMA fighter, had lots of planning. Caroline Sanisa, who uh, left her job to become a career coach. There's been lots of planning behind some of these changes. Some of them, like Ceci, who was let go, or Hadi, who was laid off. Those changes kind of just happened in a way. But all of them, as they look back in their in their time and in their transition, it makes sense. And I'm sure that that's what's going to happen to me. You know, it took me a long time to make the decision to quit and leave my job. But I'm but I'm hopeful that when, you know, after all that thought and consideration, and then after all of this time of more thought and consideration, something will come along that I just know is right. So last time I did a mini-sode, I was talking to you about the exercise, the 100 dream exercise I did. It was pretty early on on the podcast. It's kind of crazy that I have now have more than... 15 episodes out and about and yeah it's 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 pretty nuts and it's been six months roughly so I, I quit in June so it's been roughly six six months and I've been doing a lot I don't know if you follow me on Substack but you probably if you do you probably have seen a couple of articles that I have posted on there that I've written. A lot of it has to do with the idea of, or, or with this idea that I have, and I think that many of us have so ingrained in us that if we're not making money, we're not being productive. If we don't have something to show for where we're spending our time, then whatever it is we're doing is not valid. I've struggled with that so much these last six months because when someone asks me what I do for a living or to introduce myself, I blank because the job was my identity in many, many ways. Because when you're tasked with introducing yourself, implicit in there is what do you do? 
And I don't have a thing. I don't have one of those. I don't have a title. I don't have a job. But I can't say I don't do anything because that is not true. That does not feel true. I record podcasts. I edit podcasts. I write. So I'm doing stuff. But again, I'm not making money. And therefore, it was very, very hard for me to to kind of sit with that idea of I am being productive, even if my productivity cannot be measured in dollars. And I am doing stuff that's important, even if it's not what society might think is important. Because the thing is, the thing I've been doing the most for these last six months is getting to know myself again. Ooh, I said that and I kind of got a little bit of chills. Because I don't think I had said that out loud. I've written a little bit about it. I've said that I'm kind of in a phase of rediscovery. But I never said it in those words. I am getting to know myself again. And I really am. I think I had forgotten who I was. I think I was living in a constant level of stress, a constant pressure to take care of others, to take care of a thing that wasn't mine, to take care of keeping a dream alive, not just for me, but for a bunch of other people. And I forgot to take care of me. I forgot to take care of my dream. I actually forgot what my fucking dream was. It, therefore, the 100 dream exercise. So I've, I've been getting to know myself again. And you know what? I'm kind of cool in a nerdy, geeky sort of way. <laughs> I don't dislike myself as much as I was disliking myself eight months ago, nine months ago, a year ago. Because I'm getting to know the me that actually wants to smile and jump around and go out with friends and laugh and write and draw and knit and paint walls and decorate. I'm getting to know this little version of me that I had buried under Oof, under all the expectations of everyone else around me, myself included. Don't get me wrong. I'm probably the person that has, that is the hardest on myself. I was working on the last episode I released with Sandra Eisman. She had a 30-year career in IT and then left to become, to go back to school and become a psychotherapist. And when Sandra was telling me her story, she said that her, her going back to school was basically three years of introspection, which is a really long time. And, and it kind of makes sense, right? Like if you're going to go study psychotherapy, you're probably going to have to do a lot of thinking about yourself because you're going to be doing a lot of thinking about humans, which... I personally love and and not that I'm going to go and become a psychotherapist. I don't want to mess anyone else up. 
I messed up enough myself to go and deal with other people's shit. But I love the idea of that. I love the idea of the three years of introspection. And at some point, we started talking about growth. And and I said to her, growth is hard. And she agreed. She freely agreed. She was like, yeah, it's definitely hard. And told me a little bit about how the thing with self-awareness and the thing with growth and the self-awareness, and I'm, I'm kind of conflating the two here. I think growth does develop from self-awareness and self-awareness develops from growth. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a catch-22 there, but I think they go hand in hand. But what Sandra said was that self-awareness isn't enough. It isn't enough to grow if you don't take the time to then question what you're learning, what you're becoming aware of. If you don't question, does it serve me or not? Are these things that I am learning about myself, are they going to be useful for what's next? And if not, what is? She, in her case, was saying, you can do all this, this self-reflection and self-awareness and introspection, but if you don't end up doing stuff, then you're just like navel-gazing. You're just looping, and, and you don't know if what you're learning about it yourself will be good or bad. Because a lot of what happens with self-awareness and introspection is that you're looking at the past. You're looking at how you've reacted, what you've done, how you've been. And that, although very helpful, is not a blueprint to the future. And Sandra said that at some point she needed to stop introspecting and stop the self-discovery and actually integrate, bringing that that knowledge and integrating it and really pulling it in. And in her case, it was, it was about being happy. And so what I'm realizing after that conversation is a lot of what I was doing was the intros- introspection. And at the same time, now I'm trying to integrate. Now I'm trying to not just do that heavy work of questioning and thinking, but also be happy. And the questioning and the thinking has been a lot of what I've been up to. I wrote about this on Substack, and honestly, this is what I was coming to here to say um, in this mini-sode, and it just so happened that I was editing that episode, the one with Sandra, and it made sense. It all came together because what I've been doing, and and I don't know if you heard back a few episodes back when I interviewed Enrique Carral Treviño. So Enrique has a fascinating story. And if you haven't heard it, go, go back to his episode on the podcast because it's great. He had to close out his company. And after that, really went down this rabbit hole of self-discovery, kind of like me. He started by by trying to answer the question, what is your nature? 
which is one that he found in the book Principles by Ray Dalio. So Ray Dalio says that of all the incredibly successful people he's met, the ones that were really exceptional were those who aligned their lives with their true nature. The term nature here really means understanding who you are, what you're made of, what do you want? And that is a central part of the question. What do you want? Is your nature to want to be the best at everything? Is it in your nature to want to do things to change the world? Is it in your nature to want to do things because you want a lot of money? Is it in your nature to do just enough? And, 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 and your nature is to be happy with just being content with enough, with living a life that's not hectic, that's unencumbered by all of these other things. Is it in your nature to want a life that's simple? And besides that question of what it is that you want, what are you willing to give up for it? But so understanding these is understanding your nature. What do I want? What am I willing to give up for this? Where will I be happy? Like, do I need to make a mark in this world or do I need a simple life? If I believe I need, it's in my nature to want this like grand life and change the world, then am I willing to work as fucking hard as I'm going to have to work and give up many of the things that many people might not be comfortable giving up? And do I have the skills to be able to do this? What are those traits that I, that I possess? And understanding those is part of understanding your nature. So your nature really becomes your skills, your values, your disposition. So if understanding your nature means understanding what you're good at and what you want, how do you go about searching for it? So there's many things, right? One, and this one is a big, big, big one that Dalio brings up in his uh, book, which is personality tests. Apparently at Bridgewater's, everyone works through personality tests. Dalio believes so much in personality tests that he actually created one with Adam Grant. And I'm a huge Adam Grant fan. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, I need to take this. So that, that's called Principles You, if you're, if you're curious. And so because there was so much talk about personality tests and because so many of my guests have mentioned personality tests and personality assessments when I asked them about tips in, when it comes to finding yourself or understanding what you're good at and what you want, I decided to go ahead and... Uh, take some of those again. So I took the Myers-Briggs test. I already knew that one. I'm still consistently an INFP. There was no surprises. I looked into the Enneagram personalities. I got the StrengthsFinder test and did that one. I did DISC and I did Principles You, the one created by Ray Dalio and Adam Grant. All the assessments are pretty similar, right? They have some similarities, like you have to 
select your responses, kind of like the first thing that comes to mind so that it's honest. Um, some of them are timed. Strength Finder is timed. However, all of them have their differences. To me, if I would have to put them like kind of in order, Enneagram would be like the core and the center of it all. It deals more with emotions. Then I would say MBTI would be next. So Myers-Briggs, which is also a personality type test, but it deals a little bit about how you interact with the world, not so much about your emotional aspects. After that, I'd say maybe Strengths Finder, since it deals with innate characteristics that you have. What are you good at? And honestly, Strengths Finder is very helpful because it helps you put words to things that you might not know how to how to really describe. It focuses on what are your innate talents and how you can make those even better. After that, I'd say DISC is more about behavior. So it's even a little bit more external. What I'd say it's really helpful for us is to understand communication styles and then how do you deal with teens. And then Principles U is really a mashup of a little bit of all of these. I wrote a little bit about each personality test on my Substack article if you want to go read that, but I'm not really going to go into it. What I can tell you, though, is that I learned from all of these a few things about myself that weren't surprising, which is the funny part. I learned that I'm a lot of feelings. Yes, I have a lot of feelings. Enneagram was particularly eye-opening in that case. It seems like I feel and I think. So I feel and then I like to think about my feelings and then I like to see how I feel about my thoughts and then think about those feelings again and so on and so on and so on. What doesn't seem like I'm doing a lot is actually doing. So going back to the navel gazing in my conversation with Sandra, that's why it struck a chord. It struck a chord because I've been in this massive search for my nature and I've been doing it thinking and feeling and feeling and thinking and thinking and feeling and feeling and thinking. And yes, I've done a couple of things because I started the search after my conversation with Enrique. And by that point, I had already done the 100 dream exercise and I had already picked the one or two things I was going to do. Those were signing up for a writing class and signing up for an improv class. Uh, I loved my writing class. I really, really loved it. I had six weeks of putting pen to paper, getting out of my own way, taking three hours each week to learn about writing, to be around other people who like to write, who were kind of all nerdy and interesting humans. like, And within those classes, taking time to write and then having homework and also being vulnerable because you had to read out loud what you were writing. I loved it. As soon as I can, I will be taking another one. My improv class, oof, that was rough. It turns out 
for me, standing in front of a group of strangers and trying to interact with people I don't know in a make-believe world and try to be funny and witty and know that someone else depends on me to do what they want to do and that I have to kind of follow their lead but also put myself out there and I don't know. I'm not wired for that. So I learned, I guess, that that wasn't in my nature. Uh, I really tried. I really tried. I actually ended up not finishing my improv class. And I think there's a whole article and minisode to be had about what it took for me to decide to stop and how I've dealt with this not as a failure, but as a another way to learn about myself. So that's to come. So those were the things I were doing I was doing while I was thinking and feeling <laughs> and doing this podcast, which also I think really explains a lot of my nature too, because I love to hear about other people's lives. I love to try and understand what's going on. And try to empathize and feel like I'm not alone and feel like we're all in this together and we're all navigating this weird world we're in. I don't know. I guess as 2023 is coming to a close and as I'm closing out on my first six months of being unemployed, I'm at a point where... I realize I've gotten to know myself better. I knew myself pretty well. I forgot. I rediscovered myself. I've learned more about myself. I've learned more about other things as well. And I'm ready to act. I'm ready to start not just thinking and feeling. It's going to be hard for me, for sure, because I'm still not sure what I want to do. I'm still not sure what exactly is next for me. I think I'm closer to knowing what I'd love. I am certainly closer to knowing what I'm good at. What I'm struggling with next is knowing what I love and knowing what I'm good at how can I translate those two into making enough money and enough of a living that I can have the lifestyle I want? And I think that's where the doing will come in. I think that's where I'm going to have to really try different things until I find one that fits. So I just wanted to give you a little bit of an update of where I was. Currently, I'm in El Salvador enjoying my time with my family, which is why you didn't hear an episode this week. I will be here for another two weeks, and these might be two weeks of feeling and thinking, and then I'll go back to New York, but hopefully with a bit, little bit more energy. And I'll be back to sharing more stories with you, hopefully getting my ass into gear and doing more stuff. 
I hope you all have a great end of the year. Enjoy your holiday season. Take some time to think about your nature. Maybe take a personality test or two. And get to know yourself. Honestly, it's always worth it, I think, to take a little bit of time for you. I hope you do that. All my best wishes. I'll see you in the new year. Bye.